Let's do some science. Yeah, uh, more. What's your takes, baby? <laughs> I am Ryan, Randy, Rick, Roland, Rachafa, McKenna. <laughs> I'm Harlan, the Black Canoe Grant, and Whoa. this is the Dawdlers Philosophy presents the philosophy <laughs> dawdling in a shorter time than they usually dawdle of about philosophy. The Dawdlers Philosophy kilts. So, this week, <laughs> we didn't just record these back to back to back. I'm wondering if you have a take on time travel, because <laughs> yeah. I would really like to go back and redo the first part of this episode. Well, okay, here's my take. You ready? Ready. It's pretty easy. So you're going to have to talk a lot once I'm done. You can talk really, really slowly. If we went back in time, like say we had a time machine, and we went back in time, if we went back far enough, we would, I think, bring all of our diseases and the, all the evolution that's, ha- that's come to now, we would bring it back in time and like infect everybody and they would absolutely not be prepared for our future diseases because of all the evolution that had transpired maybe some of the bugs and germs would be just like it would be such a weird mismatch that it wouldn't even work like the they just wouldn't have they wouldn't be super virulent or something maybe i don't know but maybe many of them would be and they'd just be like these super bugs and they'd like kill their host immediately and then if we decided to go into the future, we would like step out of the time machine and probably just be like, and then just die because of all the diseases that had evolved in all the relationships we have with all these different viruses and bacteria and, and infections and stuff. You know, it would have evolved all that much further. So if you jump to like 2100, you'd probably die immediately of the flu or something like just... I'm that's my thinking if one was to do or at time least travel, become ill immediately right and then die whenever you did yeah but well why not just die immediately that's more dramatic for the movies <laughs> you kind of step out and you're like ah! and you just drop anyway I think to an extent there this idea has been explored in science fiction but not with time travel explicitly but more just with aliens coming to the planet or, you know what I mean? And you have, they, yeah, you know, interplanetary just... explorations, yeah. Exactly. So I was thinking, well, why not just do the space for time thing, even though space time mm-hmm. and light years and all that shit's time anyway, but why not just make that substitution and just be like, well, just going back in time would probably kill you or you would kill everybody or whatever, you know, and not everybody, but, and you may not die. But you know what I'm saying. Like it's a, there's a chance that you're gonna really fuck things up, and that's sort of my take on time travel. Is that it? It could be 
just that alone a huge problem everyone always gets stuck on the idea that they go back in time and like screw up events by like you know grabbing the constitution or spilling their coffee on it or whatever and i'm thinking like no like you know it's you could have a much more interesting sci-fi movie where people are trying to like in their like big hazmat suits trying to hide from the people of the 1860s while at the same time trying to grab the guy who went in back in time and they're like it's a chase movie anyway sorry i'm done well right i was gonna ask that as a follow-up question do you have a, a take on how long of a time frame you think that would have to be because to take the trivial case if i got in my time machine and went back to one month ago i think what you're claiming would not apply not not apply yeah about how long do you estimate it might take for this phenomena to become problematic that's a good question and i would like to think maybe going back to your grandparents or something at least oh that's okay that's really recent i would have thought you would say something longer well, the other thing is, is that if you go back in time, they won't necessarily have the medicine to help the further, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so likely that our grandparents at least had siblings that didn't make it at the at the latest, I'm guessing. And so I'm thinking, well, going back that far, maybe. But I don't know. But what if I've already been vaccinated against what kills their sibling? Because since we've developed... No, you'd give it to the sibling. Like, you would give it to people. You wouldn't get it if you went back in time. But maybe you would get it. I don't know. That's a good question as well. Oh, right. That was your version. If you you're going to get it. You're likely to be an epidemic causer. And if you go forward, yeah, you you're more likely to step out of the thing and choke on the germs. Yeah. That was the idea. In general, that makes sense to me. And the space for time analogy of, yeah, well, every time Kirk and Spock beam down to a planet, they have to worry about if they're going to die of something. If it has atmosphere, whatever. But another thing is if it has germs. And then if you go back or forward in time, brackets far enough on Earth, it might as well be a different planet. Right. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. A different civilization. Obviously, the one that you're in is somewhat derived from the previous ones or whatever. But what if you instead you went back in time and off to the side or whatever to, a, you know, like back in time to China with your European cultural sensibilities that we have, say, in the Americas or whatever today? You know, that might even be different. That would be more like a different planet, I think, potentially. So to serve the as an example of what you're trying to say, I think even more. But yeah, I don't know. I think that stuff's fun to think about. Obviously, it wouldn't be fun to experience. I don't even know if time travel is possible. I know there's people like the le- quote unquote legitimate physicists who've worked on the problem and stuff. So, but I, I don't know how far away we are. <laughs> um, but then, of course, there's always those paradoxes, right? Because if we do eventually figure out how to do it. Do we come back in time and are we already here? You know, that kind of shit. And in a way, that movie Interstellar, I know I'm like fucking Barbara Streisand, Matthew McConaughey. I'm just movies. 
<clears throat> but you know, Interstellar seemed to have that sort of time travel quality to it to an extent, even though they never caught the drift in the past. But whatever. I'm wondering how often Barbara Streisand and Matthew McConaughey have semantically or <laughs> uh, lexically traveled their way into the same sentence before. Well, we just did determinism, so uh, you'll have to uh, accept that it's just, it had to happen. Does time travel even make sense? I find this concept one of the, like, I think it's kind of mind-blowing-ish to my little gray matter. I have a hard time thinking whether I think it's even conceptually coherent or possible. I can play the sci-fi games, suspend disbelief, and enter time travel fiction relatively easily and engage in all of the apparently paradoxical reasoning. What if you go back in time and kill your own grandpa or whatever? Ah, now what? <laughs> but when I attempt to think about it with the philosopher's hat on, I have a hard time deciding what my take even is. If I think that time travel Number one, makes any sense conceptually. And two, if it makes any sense, if I think that it's possible. I'm very technophilic in general. I think that we can, for example, become cosmic immortals, fix aging, get off the surface of Earth, and go engage in our projects across the cosmos for eternity. I like technology. I think there's a lot that we can do. Nevertheless, I still have a hard time saying, well, yeah, sure, we can time travel. It's just a technical problem. I don't immediately think that, and I'm not even sure why not. Well, if, like, the whole Einstein relativity loaf is correct, then it is just another dimension, and you can travel along it like you travel along any other, and like you can go in one direction in one dimension that we might call some spatial dimension and then traverse back across it. We ought to be able to do that on the one. That's of course, if you accept the whole thing that it's just one big loaf. And it's funny that you were like, I can think deterministically or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, how do we do time travel? I would think that it would just, it would be another one of those things where it's just a dimension and you just go along it. And everything's determined. And so you just figure it out. And if we do figure out time travel, it's been determined to be that way. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> but then that's the question is, then I guess the, the issue is, can you take apart yourself from it? You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's a loaf, and we're thinking just three-dimensionally, unfortunately, when we think loaves of bread or whatever. If you think of a loaf of bread... Then, then if you're going along a particular dimension, then whatever that packet of bread is that's going back along a dimension, say we've, we've got, you know, the three space and, and one time dimension, let's say the four dimensions, let's say, like we say, ah, fuck one of the space ones. We're just going to do two space in one time. And you go along the length, the, the longest, you know, length of the bread direction or whatever that axis and you're taking like some packet because that's i guess what you would be i don't know how that works because then you got to go back to another point as this 
somehow some little packet of inner bread part and then B and another part of the the loaf and then somehow mess things up there <laughs> which then possibly changes how the loaf is I don't know that would be the only thing about time travel that maybe actually doesn't work so it's not just a matter of tra- traversing along the line of that dimension because how could you wouldn't that just be more of the line I don't know do you age when you go back in time? Does time for you just keep ticking right. along? You know, like, oh, these are all these kind of relativity mm-hmm. questions, you know? The way that I was going to ask that question is to, again, just use the analogy with regular old spatial transforms. And I move two meters north or something. While I'm doing that, while I'm traversing the space and doing my spatial transformation, I am still, am I not, in theory, a four-dimensional object that has length, width, breadth, and duration, but that because of the nature of the space-time I inhabit, I can shift within it my relationship to other things. Because that's what it means to walk north, right? My relationship to earth and that tree and that rock and latitude and longitude and blah, blah, all of that changes. What would it mean to travel in time instead? Like, and what happens to my physical being while I do it? Because there's no problem with my physical being moving in space, as far as we can tell. But if I move in time, it seems like I have at least two problems. One is the sort of Whiteheadian metaphysics problem of, well, what if the nature of every object just is its relationship to other objects? Then as soon as we posit a time transform, then my relationship to all other objects simultaneously and necessarily alters. And it seems like that would just destroy me or something. I can walk two meters north. That doesn't destroy me. That's fine. But if I move two years in the past, then none of the objects that I now relate to would I be capable of relating to any longer. And so would I just blink out? And then the other (laughs) one is kind of the question that you were just asking. Does time, quote unquote, for you continue to move, quote unquote, forward? in a sort of Eddington, Arrow of Time style description, while you move backwards. like <laughs> While you're sitting in the H.G. Wells contraption, your time machine, yeah, you're probably bored, right? You're sitting there tapping your foot and having thoughts, and you seem to experience a succession of moments in a forward direction just as you do before you stepped in the time machine. But by hypothesis, every thing in your environment outside the time machine is, I guess, what? Going in reverse? <laughs> so that if a fifth dimensional being were to watch what was happening, right, it would see, oh, in this space-time region, duration is continuing in a forward direction, but outside of that boundary, 
every other segment of the universe appears to be moving in a reverse direction. All these things are what make me just think, I don't even know if this makes sense. Is this just a Wittgensteinian language problem? <laughs> we can put the words together and say, oh yeah, I'm going to go back in time. Right. One thing that we've accomplished when we've done that is made a poem. We have ordered some lexical objects. Is that all we have done? Is all worry, concern, hypothesizing about time travel just a pathological mistake of language? Um. If you wanted someone to take a turn where they said far too many things for you to remember what to address. <laughs> well, you said a few things here and there. Like you said, like, and, and you were just talking. So, I mean, I, I forgive you. No, um, I don't. So there's, uh, you were saying continues or continuing or time, whatever that, the, there's this notion that it just keeps marching on as if, you know, in, th this is the funny thing about the Determiverse thing that we talked about in the previous episode of this, was that, you know, somehow things click together that have never been clicked before, but they had to. And yet you could also have this relativity loaf thing. And it's like, well, no, nothing clicked together. It's just together. And so you just go up and down that, that dimension. It's not determined. It just is or something. Uh, and then this is sort of, then there's no continuation or there's no things keep going forward. They're there at the beginning and they're there at the end at the same all in the same go or whatever. So there isn't any time. But then when you ask, is this just a language game? For me, that's what I think the great thing about possibly doing science is, is that it disrupts those games, doesn't it? It makes you go, oh, I, I, you know, and it turns you into, you know, the same dilemma, if you think about it, that like, say, Korzybski or whoever else is encountering, maybe Nietzsche, where you're like, well, what... We can't say that and make sense because, you know, when we investigate the nature of uh, space and time or something like that, it kind of fucks with things. And we've gotten used to adopting this other language. Maybe it was the uh, Newtonian influence or something like that on how we talk. And now we're like, we can't think about things without that. It's a lot of the types of things that we've talked about, you and I, is sort of the canceling out some variable in the equation or whatever, you know, so that you don't even have to deal with it. And I think that that's often part of the language game sort of dance, if you will, is that as we figure other things out, it becomes inconsistent with the way that we use language. And now we have to like say, well, is maybe we should change the way we talk to be more congruent with what it is that we've kind of encountered and that we've kind of figured out through say science or whatever if we find those arguments to be believable or acceptable and i think aesthetically pleasing because uh, i i i do wonder about that too anyway jabber 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 and in a sense aren't we all time travelers <laughs> always <laughs> But we're just moving at a fixed 
speed in one direction. Is there anything to talk about here? Like, I'm traveling towards the future at real-time speed. It depends on... If the if it's not some kind of loaf or whatever, then you can travel all you want, right? It, I think in the abstract, we say we move along the line to examine what it's like at this point or another. But if it is a loaf... You don't travel at all. You just get smeared across or whatever. Right. And that's the version that has made its way into standard models of science and physics 2018, right? That it currently includes time travel to the future is possible, right? Because the way they talk about it, the faster one is moving, the more one's inertial frame is altering in relation to its vicinity, the slower time moves for it, right? You put a clock in a plane and drive the plane as fast as you can and then bring it down. Now that clock is, quote-unquote, back in time, right, from what the Earth clocks say. So that if you were able to put someone in a spaceship or if Superman were to fly off the Earth and go around the sun or whatever, they might go really fast for a while, then return, and more years would have passed on Earth than passed for the traveler. That's how they talk about it, right? Right. Yeah, so it'd be relative to your speed if you're traveling closer and closer to the speed of light. But we didn't really prepare to talk about the physics of time travel, so now... No, we don't prepare. We're idiots. That's the magic of shorts is that we don't prepare. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We just extemporaneously bullshit for a while. Yeah. Another person's take on time travel that I've enjoyed, and I think it's related to this standard model physics version where you can travel to the future, but you can't travel to the past. I don't, And I actually don't remember who invented it, but the person who brought it to my ears was Terrence McKenna. But the concept of you can only go, quote-unquote, back in time as far as the invention of the first, quote-unquote, time machine. So that if someone ever did invent a time machine, at the moment that they engineered it successfully, there would be an instantaneous flood of time tourists because... All of the people in the future who were interested in time traveling to the past would want to see what it was like. Well, what if I go all the way back to the invention of the first time machine and see what happened? And I don't remember if McKenna stressed this or if this was a thought that I had in addition. If that's how it worked, this is kind of a new time travel paradox. Would the invention of the first time machine be an apocalyptic event? Because as soon as you invent it, all future time travelers will have an aesthetic touristic reason to want to go back to that moment. But then if a bunch of them all do go back to that moment, won't it violate the laws of thermodynamics so bad or something? Like there's too many... All of a sudden we have 10 billion tourists that arrive at the same moment. Would that rip apart the fabric of the loaf and end ah! reality. There you have it, folks. Does any of that make sense? <laughs> uh, 
it, we, these these are too short to tease all of that apart, sadly. There you have it, folks. Well, then we'll leave you with that melange of crap, and you can go think about it and talk about it in your car on your road trip go, or wherever the go fuck read you are. James Glick's book and tell us about it, because I didn't read it. Read Kip Thorne's book and talk about that. Kip Thorne? Yeah, he wrote a big fat book about time travel, and he's like oh. a real physicist. God, I keep thinking Rip Torn or whatever that fucking guy's name is. <laughs> yeah. Remember him? Yeah, go... <laughs> go read Rip Thorne. Was it Rip Thorne or... I thought it was Rip Torn. Anyway. Rip Torn. Fucking... We gotta get out of here. We're out of here. See you next week. Everything click. Okay, bye. Time travel.